I have endometriosis. I have endometriosis. I have endometriosis. Welcome to the first edition of the Endo Warriors podcast, a podcast made by women with endometriosis for women with endometriosis. This podcast is supported by the University of Minnesota Department of Writing Studies. I'm your host, Ana Lucia, and I have endometriosis. Along with having a chronic illness, I'm also a graduate student here at the University of Minnesota. For many listeners, this may be your first time hearing the word endometriosis. Endometriosis is a common and painful reproductive disease that affects 1 in 10 women. That means that 175 million women worldwide have endometriosis. Endometriosis is just as common as diabetes, so why haven't most of us heard of it? For many women with endometriosis, getting an official diagnosis is a challenging experience. One reason for this is that the symptoms of endometriosis can vary widely among women. The most common symptoms are pelvic pain, painful periods, pain with sex, migraines, GI issues like nausea, vomiting, diarrhea and constipation, and bladder issues such as pain with urination and increased urgency and frequency, as well as infertility. To make things more complicated, though, to get an official diagnosis, you actually have to have an investigative surgery called a laparoscopy. The word endometriosis refers to a disease of the endometrium, which is the lining of the uterus. Every month, the lining of the uterus is shed, and this is known as a woman's period. But for women with endometriosis, this endometrial tissue is found outside of the uterus and on other organs like the ovaries, the bladder, or the intestines. Endometriosis has also been found on the diaphragm, the heart, the lungs, and even as far as the brain. The problem with endometrial tissue being found outside of the uterus is that Endometrial tissue is responsive to hormones. So every month when a woman's period starts and her hormones ramp up, indicating, hey, it's time to shed that endometrial layer from the inside of the uterus, the tissue found outside of the uterus bleeds too and causes pain too. Many women with endometriosis are told for years before their diagnosis that their symptoms and their pain is totally normal only to later find out that they actually have endometriosis, a disease which, if left untreated, can lead to infertility. So this is where today's topic comes in. There's a huge delay in diagnosis. Especially here in the United States, it takes an average of 10 years for women with endometriosis to get diagnosed. That's 10 years after their symptoms started. So today, you'll hear from a group of women who are all at different points in their journeys. Most, but not all of them, have been diagnosed with endometriosis following surgery. Several have tried various hormonal treatments in attempts to reduce their symptoms, but I'll let each of them introduce themselves before I start asking any questions. Okay. All right. So if you ladies don't mind, would you please tell us your name and a little bit about yourself? Hi. uh, My name is Emily Bosak. Um, I'm 25 years old. And I'm a data scientist. 
Um, I haven't technically been diagnosed with endometriosis, but I have been diagnosed with adenomyosis and IBS, along with uh, several other um, misdiagnoses, but those are the two that I'm being treated for currently. Okay, and just for our listeners, can you tell them um, what adenomyosis is? So adenomyosis is, it used to be considered endometriosis, but it's, it's essentially endometriosis confined to the uterus, so... Could you tell us when you first realized that there was something going on that wasn't normal and you decided to seek help? Okay, um, I think the turning point for me was happened when I was, I think I was 19. Um, and leading up to this, I had had um, painful periods um, since my period started when I was 13 or 14, and they kind of progressively got worse throughout the years, um, but I never thought that my periods themselves were really abnormal um, until, so this one night when I was 19, I woke up in the middle of the night um, from terrible pain, which again was not abnormal for me. There were a lot of sleepless nights. Um, at least every other time I had my period, I wouldn't sleep for a couple nights because I would just be in so much pain. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so this particular night, I got up to use the bathroom and um, went to the bathroom and then was just sitting there, um, you know, shaking and sweating and feeling like I was going to throw up. And I um, actually passed out. I blacked out and fell onto the floor. Because the pain was so bad. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So laid there um, for, I don't know exactly how long, maybe 20 to 30 minutes. And then uh, was able to crawl back to my room and grab my phone and um, called my mom and was able to wake my roommate up and um, considered going into the ER, but, um, eventually the pain started to go away. Um, but that was, that was the moment where I just, I knew something was wrong. Hi, my name is Heather Bryan. I am in my mid thirties and I'm from Minnesota. I have known that I have endometriosis for about two years, but I have had it for about 22. Okay, so I know you said it took 22 years to get diagnosed. Do you want to elaborate about that? You know, how many doctors did you go to? Or did you did you initially see a doctor as a teenager and then, you know, try to find out more information later? Just tell us about that. I did. I started seeing doctors as a teenager, and they just put me on birth control. And birth control helped early mm-hmm. on. It really helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just kind of went on not thinking anything was wrong with me. Um, and then when I got to be in college, around my 20s, um, the birth control, it was still helping. It was really bad without birth control, but I was starting to have symptoms break through mm-hmm. the positive impacts birth control had. And so for probably the, from then until I was diagnosed at 33, mm-hmm. um, I went to the doctor probably once every two years for this. So I saw doctors. I went to graduate school off state. I saw doctors around the United States for this, and I did not get a diagnosis until after my twin sister was diagnosed. So did any of them even mention the word endometriosis to you before then, your diagnosis? None of them did. Um, In general, it was one of a few diagnoses, Um, the most popular one being there's nothing wrong with you. It's kind of all in your head. Right. Um, You're just, 
you're just not so great at dealing with pain that all women have. Right. Um, sometimes it would be something like, oh, we just think you have irritable bowel syndrome. And it's like, well, that's great, but why can't I get out of bed? Like, why can't, why, don't, why does it hurt so bad? Like, um, in addition, I, I had a lot of sinus and ear infections. And mm. so I would be getting sick all winter long, too. Um, and there was not, sort of like nothing that connected all of these. It was usually just a dismissal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, w- I was going to say that, uh, I think like 90% of women with endometriosis are first diagnosed with IBS. And so there's a huge disconnect where if you have symptoms that are related to your, you know, your GI system, if you have endometriosis in your pelvic area, that can cause all those same symptoms. And calling it IBS really doesn't give women any of the resources that they need to actually get better. So it's not, it just doesn't work. Yeah, I, I'm frustrated with that. But I, I think I had a similar experience trying to go to a doctor and uh, I didn't know the word endometriosis. I didn't know what I was looking for, and so I just wasn't able to get any kind of real advice. Yeah, I was in the same boat. It was a really frustrating thing to be told, oh, you maybe just have IBS, because it in itself, the way it was delivered, was sort of a dismissal. Like, there's nothing we can do for you. Like, right. There's nothing wrong for you. But it, it, there was clearly something that wasn't right when you looked at the totality of what I was going through. Okay, so I'm Rachel Kotke. Um, I am 21. I am a student at the University of Minnesota. I am a chemistry student trying to get into forensic science. So um, I also have endometriosis, which um, I've not formally been diagnosed. Um, I'm in the process of getting diagnosed. I'm trying to get an appointment with an excision surgery Mm -hmm. um, specialist and Um, But I have all the symptoms um, for the most part, so I consider myself with endometriosis. My family actually went to Wyoming um, this summer, um, the summer of 2017, and we um, were in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, like shopping and doing stuff. It was um, a really random storm just came in, and all of a sudden I was feeling my period, and I was like, I need to sit down. Like, this is, like, bad. Like, yeah. Um, my mom and sister were there, and my, I was, I told my mom, Mom, I need to go lay down. Like, I need to go to the hotel and lay down. And she yeah. was like, okay, let's do that. Um, so I, we didn't have a heating pad. Sure. I didn't have anything with me except for um, my Eva cup. Um, and so we had to go to the nearest, like, drugstore and get a heating pad. And I was like, mom I don't like can you buy it for me and she's like yeah fine whatever and (laughs) we went back to the hotel and I was like I literally like we bought it and then I used it in the car because I was like in so much pain that I was like I need to use this constantly Mm -hmm. so I started using it in the car and then we got back to the hotel and I just laid down and pretty much like watched tv the rest of the day and it was like kind of a nice day to do it because it was kind of stormy but yeah yeah um it also sucked because I wanted to like go out and like go around this like beautiful area and look around and like shop and stuff and so and here your period um, was just ruining your vacation yeah and so it was like I'm never gonna come back here again I want (laughs) to like see all this area and like um there was like a really awesome place we went to and I was like I can't go oh that sucks yeah um but yeah, so I think that did that's, you did you go to a doctor at all around then, or did you? I take well, you some I, more time? when we came back, yeah. I was like, I need to see my primary, mm-hmm. um, and I thought originally it was a cyst. Sure. Um, and she said, no, it's usually cysts that burst that are painful, and I yeah. said, well, I probably didn't because I would be in the ER right now. Right. 
But, um, and that's when she said, oh, you might have endometriosis. And I said, oh, okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what and did I, you think when you heard that? Had you ever heard of the word endometriosis? I had heard it. Um, I think BuzzFeed did something with okay. it. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. And then someone else did it. I think Clever TV did it. And okay. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, but I didn't actually know that I would be affected. And, um, no, like, learning all the facts and stuff later of um, one in 10 women will have it yeah. in the U.S. is yeah, pretty it's shocking. So common. Yeah. It's shocking because it's like, I mean, I have 11 other roommates that I live with and pretty much I'm the one out of the 12. Okay, well, that is all the time that we have for today, but thank you ladies so much for sharing your experiences. I think that listeners will really be able to relate and take a lot away Um, not only women with endometriosis, but friends and family members, you know, they want to know more about the disease too. And it can be so isolating to find out that you have a disease that no one really knows anything about, even your doctor sometimes. So it isn't always easy to find the support that you need. And I hope that anyone who's listening knows that they're not alone on this journey either. If anyone wants to connect to other women with endometriosis We all found each other from a Facebook group for women with endometriosis in our state. So if you'd like to learn more and meet other women on a similar journey, I definitely recommend checking out the groups on Facebook. Nancy's Nook is a great place to start. I wish I could talk more about excision surgery and why women shouldn't be getting ablation procedures. We don't have time today. However, you can find out all about that by joining Nancy's Nook. And if anyone else would like to join the discussion, I'm also the admin of a small group called the Women's Health Research Exchange and that can be found on Facebook. There's also a large community of women on Instagram with endometriosis, so if you'd like to connect with them, you can start with the hashtag endosisters or hashtag endowarriors. All right, I will leave it with that. Signing off.